are here today with another episode of Gumbo where we talk fantasy, where we talk dynasty stashes, um, and we try to, I guess, I, I think we like to focus on players that aren't as hyped up in the media, players who could be considered sleepers. Yeah, man, I don't know, that's one of my biggest thing is, you know, that's obviously the most rewarding thing in fantasy, I would say the top three have to be obviously winning your league. Number two, finding the biggest sleeper of the year. And then third, getting to that championship. Obviously, if you don't win, but you make it there. And especially if you have a league that pays you for making it, that always makes it that much sweeter. Um, so obviously, these are all just uh, experiences that you could have dependent on what you have with your league. I recommend, uh, you know, just not to get off topic right away. But if you have a league, you definitely should be rewarding both people who make it to the championship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are about that, but I mean... No, I agree with you. I don't know. Like, I don't want to be in this, you know, cookie cutter, everyone should be rewarded type of society that we're living <laughs> in now. Yeah. But dude, like, if you have a successful season, like, I don't know. Like, I think that... I think even getting second place in a 10-team league is pretty hard to do. Right, right. Well, I guess one thing that some people think about, like, what if you have, like, two teams and, let's say, like, the week before, um, like someone's player like let's say they had they got hurt maybe yeah that you know just got hurt like i'm trying to think of like you know yeah. just like a prominent person who would get hurt type like at the end of the season type thing james connor yeah you know like something like that you know like what if he like dislocates his shoulder and like championship weekend like he's not available mm-hmm. um and so you know like what if like they kind of like what if those t- uh top two kind of collude a bit and they're like hey yo bro like if we just you know, like, like you I'll, pick somebody up on waivers using your waiver priority no, 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 or something. No, 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 not not like that. But like they just collude like internally. They they like message each other. They're like, hey, like I, you know, like I can't play this person. But like, let's say like they think like they could win anyways. Yeah. They're like, bro, like I will like basically like just let this week go. Like you can have the title, but like we could split the money type thing. Like, what if they had like something like that? Like, yeah. Like, that type of collusion. And so, like, that's... I don't know. Like, it's our argument towards why you should Oh, have... I see. Like, they kind of off, off yeah. the books, like, do a split. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, so, yeah. for some reason, like, two days after you have the payouts, you see homie just slide them a couple bucks over the Venmo. <laughs> you know, like, it's some Yo, stuff Venmo's like... Yo, Venmo's a sick-ass place. Honestly, That's dude. a sick-ass Yeah, we just scroll through. They're Bro, I, I don't want to see that. I made mine private. Dude, I, I do a lot of mine on private as well, but, like, sometimes, like, when I go, like, just, like, to check out, like, to make sure, like, it hit yeah. on my own, you know, like, I'll just be like, oh, I'm like, why the hell did my homie get hit up by this one person? Wait. And, like, Yo, making just, bank statements in social feed is insane. It's goofy, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to get in anyone's business, but, like, just some of the stuff that I'm just like, oh, like, this guy sent this guy a slice of pizza. It was probably because they're higher. I don't like. I just like to think about like the backstory behind it. The one bit. thing about Venmo too is you can always see who won their fantasy league. That's facts. That's facts. The little like metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that, dude. I guess yeah. I don't know. Wait. Do you? I guess you're commissioner. I've never been commissioner, so I never really realized it like that. Like, do you ever? Like, do you go through there and like you like you throw like second place metal on like someone who get like second? Um, well, mine's private, so it's not going to show up anywhere. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I'm just like second place, third place, first place, whatever. Sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, some people have different ways of doing it. Footballs, medals, um, gold, silver, bronze. For sure, man. Question. What's up, bro? Um, I have three potential rookies, or I guess these are going to be rookies coming in yeah. in the next year's draft. I'm having trouble ranking them in terms of, I guess, where I would want to draft them. For sure. So, I want to throw three names at you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let me ask you this right away. What do you mean by, like, draft them? Are you talking about, like, drafting them in Dynasty? Are you talking about, like, teams? I'm sorry. I'm talking like about drafting them. Draft I want them on my Dynasty team. Sure. Okay. So, our Dynasty League drafts, I believe, in May. Yeah. So, that's after the NFL draft. They get some time to, you know, get adjusted to the team, sign contracts, make mm-hmm. sure there's no disputes. And May comes around, and we hold our rookie draft for the year. And so... I'm not super familiar. If you guys know me, like, I don't watch a ton of college football. So, one thing that I have a lot of trouble with is studying up and finding out who the good rookies are, who the bad ones are. 
Um, yeah, man. And, you know, with our draft uh, 94 days away or 93 hours or 93 days, 21 hours, 53 minutes if we are counting down, uh, you know, that's that's when this is uh, being filmed or recorded. But, you yep. know, so I'm here to kind of guide you towards how to not really flop this. So the three that Jahai wanted to reference to, can you name those off for me? Got you. Well, the first one's Drake London. Sure, sure. Okay, well, you know, I really do like this guy's upside. I think if you're looking as far as where he should be drafted in Dynasty Leagues, it really depends on where he gets drafted or, like, as far as which team he goes to. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to depend on his upside. It's going to depend on, you know... What do you... Or, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. What's your question? Because I'm super torn on Drake London. Yeah. He has a lot of hype because he went to a big program. I know he played alongside of Monra. And, you know, he had the injury last year. But from what I watch on tape and from what I see, he gives me, like, Michael Pittman vibes. Sure, and I mean that's kind of a good comparison. I would say Michael Pittman and him have, uh, you know, good. Honestly, if you look at them, they kind of do look the same. I mean, I think Michael Pittman was six four and like two twenty five, whatever. Yep. Drake London, he's six five, and I don't know. I think he's a little scrawnier, but you know, maybe once he gets to the NFL, he gets into that uh, the professional weight room area setting. I mean, obviously. He probably had the same training staff that they have at LRF. When you go to USC? Yeah, USC, where he, uh, you know, they probably have the same exact uh, type of weight room setting programs. It's professional. It's well put together. Yeah. They got so, programs and trainers. Right. So, I think, you know, I, I think him merging into the NFL, I don't think there's going to be a lot of, like, shock factor. And so, I think he's just going to get to business right away. And so, that's kind of why I like him. Um, so... Kind of getting back to where I think he's going to be drafted, I would say first round. I, I, I think he could be a first round talent. Uh, Do you Would you draft him in the first round? Yeah, I would, Um, depending on where I am. I mean, I don't think. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. In a 10-team league, are you drafting Drake London at pick six of a rookie draft? I mean, depending on where the other top wide receivers are landing and kind of the cool, the best thing about fantasy is a lot of it has to be off a of feeling. I mean, it really does. You yeah. have to have a feeling about it. I have a feeling about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I would say, <clears throat> I'm so, talking like sixth overall in the end of all the rookies coming in. Right. Yeah. So what I would say, um, I would rank this guy. I, I, I would draft him six um, because I think by then Garrett Wilson's going to be out the board. Depending okay. on where you draft or where you think of Jameson, Wins- or Jameson Williams, I believe is his name. He's a wide receiver from Alabama. He just tore his ACL, unfortunately. Wait, when? Uh, I believe it was the game before the national championship. Oh, um, shit, that's a few weeks ago. Yeah, so in the semifinals there. So what? he tore his ACL, bro. A really unfortunate. Fuck, he's going to be hurt. His first all Unfortunately, season. but like one of the really cool things is because you know we'll be how I really you, you know how I really like my research. Um, from the sounds of it, it seems like it's actually going to be a pretty speedy recovery because it was a clean tear, like it wasn't like partially torn or something where like it's a more like I don't know like t- uh longer recovery, you know, just stuff like that. Like I guess like the doctors were able to go in and do their stuff, uh, rather than. Uh, you know, like with David Bakhtiari, where there's a lot of other things going on with that as well. That's yeah. why it was a longer recovery. So, um, so I think that it's it has a lot bigger upside with this because, I mean, if you look at recent memories, I'm sorry, but we were seeing more and more people tearing their ACL. And so I think it's going to be like a six to eight month recovery probably for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it depends on his rehab, but I mean, they already say that he's ahead of schedule from after surgery. So So, that's interesting. Um, I think he'll probably be back. He could be back by July. 
I don't. I, I don't think by July. I. I'm assuming he will probably. And we're recording this in February, just for reference. Yeah, so I mean, he very well could be back by July. I think a bigger timetable or a yeah better timetable for him. Um, I don't think he's going to be missing like a lot of like the OTAs. So I'll just put that out there. Um, and mm. I believe OTAs typically happen in August, if I'm not mistaken. OTAs? I think it's July. Is it July? So maybe he misses eight OTAs, but he won't miss like training camp. So let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he misses those mandatory OTAs that the rookies are supposed to do, unfortunately. But he will be there. He'll probably be running around and doing all that stuff. He mm-hmm. just probably won't be in full pads. Because like I said, he is okay. ahead of recovery. Okay. Um, at, at least from what I last heard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, depending on where you feel with that, I think uh, Jameson Winston or Jameson Williams, um, I think he could be ranked above um, Drake London, depending on where he lands. Um, just because I, I don't know. I just think he's a more versatile wide receiver. Um, he, James, wow. Jameson, Jameson Williams, just for reference, He's 6'2", he's 189 pounds, he's out of Alabama, he's arguably the best receiver on Alabama. He had another great prospect, um, you know, across the line from him, so that kind of drew away some of his attention, Mm -hmm. but Mel Kuyper has him ranked as the wide receiver too in the draft, um, as of his latest rankings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so, I mean, it's really just dependent on where he lands with his ACL. mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it could be kind of beneficial for him in Dynasty, though. Because if you see a team that is, uh, I don't know, like, you look at the Packers. Like, what if they actually jump on, like, a first-round yeah. wide receiver? And you have Tay and this guy. If you gave Tay anybody, oh, we'd win a Super Bowl. Like, that's, that's about, unreal. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, that is just such a promising combo. I think they are kind of the same player. So, maybe the Packers would change it up and get a different type of uh, body type of wide receiver. But, you know... It, with the possibility of Devontae leaving uh, possibly this year, if not next year, uh, you know, depending on the contract situation, you know, that's just a different conversation. But let me ask you, because, and we all start, we started here from Drake London. So Drake London's, he's 6'5, he's 210, and he obviously, he fractured his ankle uh, in the college season, so he missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. His comp at his ceiling is essentially like, with him being so big, it's probably Mike Evans. Oh, absolutely. That's not a bad, uh, yeah, that's not a bad comparison at all. I think Mike Evans may be a little quicker. Yeah, and, I think so, too. You know, that could obviously um, be true. But, I mean, we've only seen Drake London in the college aspect. So, I don't know, man. Like I feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of rookies, um, if they come into the NFL hot and if they come in ready to work, uh-huh. They can definitely make that jump, and I think Drake London is able to do that. I'm not big in the Drake London train. No, I'm not. I'm not on the train yet. I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't have to make you a believer now. All I'm saying is, when you're at sitting at six, and you have Drake London just looking at yeah. you, I think it's going to be a lot more appealing than uh, I guess what, so. when True. you're thinking Fair right enough. now. And Fair enough. you know, with the. Uh, with the combine coming up in three weeks, I believe it is. Yeah. I think that's really going to show a lot of what these players are all about, too. I think Drake London is going to be healthy for that, so we can see a lot of where his measurables are. Okay. And that could also... Uh, Do you think he'll like can, like can participate in the combine coming off of, a, of an ankle injury? Oh, I think he has every reason to. Like, I don't think this guy has a reason to sit out. Like, if he would have finished the season uh, completely healthy... Um, you know, like if they, if USC would have like won the national championship, I would say, yeah, he could probably sit out maybe the combine, but I don't think they have any reason to, man. Like they literally, like this, these are three days of really intense workouts, but those are what you're going to be doing for the next how many years of your life. So you gotta get kind of used to it. Get to it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it gives people a lot of really good exposure. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it um, can obviously show what you are about. So, I mean, if you're confident in your abilities. It I can help his stock a lot. Exactly. I definitely think it could because right now he really is chilling at, like, the end of the first round. He's probably lost some weight, too, from, like, just being hurt and stuff. You know, I don't I don't know about that because a lot of players, like, when they hurt their uh, ankle, what do they go do? 
they go to workout or they go to the weight room still, but they're just doing a lot of upper yeah. body. So the, he's probably the most jacked he's ever been. True. Honestly, True. like if he has a good work habit, which I mean, I'm assuming he does. I mean, mm-hmm. the USC lets a lot of people yeah. go there. But I guess we don't know. Also, if he if he's like if he even needs to gain weight for the season, like he's right. also six five. Yeah, so. he's a huge body. I don't know. I don't think you can ever get really too big once yeah. you're six five. Mm-hmm. I think probably like you're you're destined to be a physical. Uh, type of receiver at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing he can do is do that and try to probably. Honestly, he's. I'm sorry. He's, you have the. You have two ten on there. He definitely needs to gain some weight. Yeah. At six five. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but this would be hypothetically a good time to run the forty though. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, but I think even if you do bulk up, I think you still you can't get slower. Like you. Obviously, you can like he physically can, but I don't think he should try to do that. Like yeah. obviously, I that's obviously gonna hurt him. So he's gonna have to find that middle point. But I think if he got to like a two twenty, I think that'd be probably that happy medium for him. Uh-huh. Fair enough. So where you put him compared to Jalen Tolbert? Uh, that's a really good. So that's lead. my number two guy, Jalen Tolbert. That's a really good lead. I really like Jalen Tolbert because he. I don't know, like, he gives me really exciting vibes. He can take the ball down the field by himself if he wants to because he he has that potential breakaway speed. I haven't really seen his 40 numbers or anything like that to kind of gauge where he is uh, like that. But I think Jalen Tober is a very exciting wide receiver. He's, I believe, the number 43 number overall in the draft, number all uh, prospect in the draft here uh, as it stands after the Senior Bowl. Um. Yeah. He. So. Um. If you don't know, Jalen Tolbert is another rookie coming into the draft. He went to South Alabama. He's six three, uh, one ninety. Um. He is one of those guys to where the forty and the combine and bench press and all that kind of stuff is really gonna be his make or break because he did go to a small school. Mm-hmm. I think he's about like six one, six um, three, or six three. So. He's taller. He's probably going to be able to have a higher catch point than a lot of DBs in the NFL. Definitely. And that's going to work to his advantage. I really, 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 really want to see what his combine numbers are. Yeah, man. That's going to be really important for me. Yeah, I think definitely where he lands on the 40 uh, is going to land, or that's going to kind of dictate. But, you know, I think he is a shift-gear wide receiver, so when he gets to the cones, I think that's gonna kind of come to his benefit because when we were watching film on him, I don't like when he was coming out of the screens good. and stuff. Like it was just got the ball and gone. He had juice, so he has some of that juice, and I think that's gonna be really cool. Um, I don't know, man. Like once he just gets to those drills, as long as as long as he can just show that he can catch the ball, because a lot of wide receivers nowadays it just seems like a lot of them are having drop issues. Yeah. So if he can just show that he's a dependable wide receiver like that. I think he could be a great uh, prospect. Uh, I would look for this guy to in the NFL draft itself, uh, dependent on where these first-round wide receivers land as far as team-wise. Mm-hmm. I, I could see this guy going anywhere from probably second round to fourth. I mean, it, really, it really just kind of depends on where he lands with these combines uh, numbers. And like I said, just kind of where those first-round wide receivers land. <sighs> I'm straight up. Give me Jalen Tolbert over Drake London. You think so? I think so. Can you kind of? You. So the reason. All right, all right. That's and a little. I to me, that's a little cap. You guys can listen, and you can that's you know. Let me know if this is just bullshit, but. All right, we gotta get like a grill sound, like <laughs> I don't know, like a propane grill, like where it just goes whoosh. Because this is this is Jahai's oh, first hot take, hot take folks. Big hot take. This is this Crazy. is epic. Let's All right, check this. it out. I like Jalen Tolbert more because I think Jalen Tolbert is a better NFL prospect. I think that Drake London has the size to be dominant, but we've seen a lot of tall receivers come into the NFL and kind of flop. That's fair. Um, so I mean, cool. He's tall, but I mean, Chris Johnson plays for the Giants. I want to say he's like six six, mm-hmm. like six seven, something like that. Six five maybe. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but it's not looking great. Right, Colin Johnson. That's who I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yep. I think that Jalen Tolbert has the ability to come out of his cuts. He runs crispier routes. He has more breakaway speed. Sure. 
if I'm going to predict Drake London's 40, I'm going to say that it's probably 4-6. Four, 4-5, four, 4-6. Four, that's what I would assume if he, if you're looking at a 6-5 guy. Um, but, I mean, obviously that's that could be stereotypical as well because Drake London... He looks... Probably, he, he didn't look like... He wasn't... He definitely wasn't Brandon Cooks. He, uh, at least according to... Uh, NFLDraftBuzz.com and a couple other uh, reputable sites. They have them clocked anywhere between uh, 448 to uh, 446, actually. For Drake London? Yeah, for Drake London. So that's actually changed. That's that's mind-changing. I mean, he if he can get to that tap-on speed and I, I kind of... coming off of an injury, too. He, he is coming off of an ankle injury, but, I mean, if he can just have the mental fortitude to get over, like, that happening and just realizing that that was a freak injury, hey, like, let's just go out there and let's be crispy. Let's go be great. You know, like, let's don't hold us back. Let's have a great rehab. You know, I don't know. I think there's a lot of promise... I don't love USC wide receivers, but Amara, he kind of changed my mind this yeah. year. So he looks I don't good. know. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's kind of promising. Let's For see sure. what happens. Let's see where he lands. I think I think wherever he lands, though, I think he's going to be a two or a three. So I don't think I don't think he's going to be stuck behind a lot of people. Where do you think he ranks as far as a fantasy football wide receiver? Um, like if you draft him, Jalen Tolbert. Because you could maybe oh, get... Oh, are you, are you talking... I was talking about Drake London. I think in, Drake in London... That, in that situation. Potentially. Um, I guess in terms of fantasy, at least. I see Drake London being... Boomer bust wide receiver one. Like, that's the kind of draft... Cap, you'd have to give up wide receiver one draft capital to get him in the rookie draft. Yeah. I think you could get Jalen Tolbert a little bit later. Yes. So, I... Yes, yes, yes. And I think that his ceiling potentially could be higher. Correct. I'm talking out of my ass because obviously I didn't watch them play every single game in college. Well, so I'm, I, going, I'm going off of highlights and what I've seen and clips. Um, yeah, so the reason why I'm not super, super high on Jalen Tober, I, I am really excited about him. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. I just don't know how many years that's going to uh, take to bloom because number one reason, I look at the conference that he was playing at. It was in the Sun Belt. I don't want to conference shame anyone because obviously anyone can come in and be great in the NFL if they have the will to. But I just think a lot of those highlights that we saw, like a lot of them were like missed tackles and just like misplacements yeah, by the defense. No doubt. And so I think once he gets to the NFL, I just don't think those are going to happen as often. Yeah. And so I think um, with that being said, with the highlights that we saw Drake London do, I mean, if you look at the D-backs that have came out of the uh, Pac-12 in the last few years, I mean, a lot of them are in the NFL. So, just compared to what he was playing with, compared to uh, Jalen Tolbert, who's coming out of uh, South Alabama, I just think those are two kind of different playing fields. They're all playing college football, which is great, and they all get the opportunity to go to this combine, which can speak numbers. Um, so, hopefully they can like play at the same speed. And if, if they can adjust to the same uh, speed as the NFL, I think both of them can be really, really good receivers. I just think uh, the draft capital, um, you you, you got to spend a one to get London, I think, this year. And I think with Jalen Tolbert, as far as a dynasty draft for rookies, you could probably get him anywhere between uh, uh, low two. Oh, my. Dude, he um, is amazing. Or... I, I could see him possibly getting to a third. I don't know, bro. I just think there's a lot of really talented wide receivers. I mean, we haven't even touched on, like, David Bell, who you haven't even heard about yet, or all these other wide receivers. I think he's a really good prospect, and that's why I wanted to highlight him. Or that's why I think he's a really good person to highlight. Um, Jalen Tolbert is amazing. Yeah, he's he has some really good skills. I think. He's like Calvin Ridley almost. Go off, superstar. Okay, you want to call him Calvin Ridley? Damn near, bro. I mean, nobody runs routes like Calvin Ridley, but the way he just moves in and out of cuts, like he's so fast coming out of a cut that he breaks away from you regardless of how well you press him. Yeah, dude, but like one thing that... He just accelerates really well. Yeah. He runs crispy-ass routes and he has good hands. He sure does. Like my man catches anything within like three feet. He had... No drops. He has D-hop hands. 
Yeah, he, he really does have probably some D-hop hands. I mean, what did he have this year? I think on the stat line he had 81 catches, 1,400 yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he, he just, he's a stat monster. See, the only and, reason – I'm sorry, I don't, no, no, I don't, no, no, I don't no. want to cut you off, but um, he went to South Alabama, so I don't even know where South Alabama is as a university. I couldn't tell you the city. I'd never seen a game. Uh, so he didn't get as much recognition as like a David Bell or – um, Drake London, you know Drake London, Jameson and, Williams, Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson. Yeah. So, just watching his tape, man, he is good, and he's gonna be a steal, and he's probably not gonna cost you first round capital no. in a dynasty draft. Yeah. So unless you have someone who's extremely high on him, like I guess we're gonna have Jahia super high on him in our draft this year. So I don't have a first rounder though. I have a second rounder. Right. And, and so if you right, so if we play in a ten team. So if if I'm in your situation, when's your when's your second round pick? My second round, I think I've pick thirteen. Pick thirteen. So that's number three. Eleven, twelve, or no, I think I have twelve. I would probably spend a twelve on this guy potentially. Yeah. I mean, like if you're high on him, and I think, like I said, let's let's wait for the combine. Let's look at the measurables. I think that's gonna speak some volume. Yeah, that's a that's a guy I'm definitely gonna target. The last person I was going to talk about was Damian Pierce. Um, he's a running back coming out of Florida. He kind of he gives me like Michael Carter vibes. That's fair. Um, I think you probably just call him Michael Carter vibes because there's no one else you could really compare him to. I feel like you just don't know running backs at this point, John. That's not fair. That's I not would fair. say this guy, Aaron Foster. That's that's interesting. I you know I could call him probably an Arian Foster. At a ceiling, type, at a ceiling, he could be an like, Arian I Foster. Could like that. I could see that. I could see that. Man. Shifty, really good pass catcher. He's a really good pass catcher. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I'm kind of I don't know, upset that you don't know this guy is because I think he had probably the iciest run of the year. Um, it was unreal. It was against uh, Florida State University. If you have if you haven't heard of it or if you haven't seen it yourself. I recommend uh, just looking up on YouTube, uh, Damian Pierce, uh, Florida or against Florida State. We're gonna watch it here quick. I really want to see Jahia's live take, so uh, let's watch this quick. Helmet off, and he, he just says, "Fuck it, let's fucking go, boys." Oh, no, nah, he's trying to die, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he got CTE. <laughs> that ain't cool. What they the call fuck? this a personal foul, too. Like, like I guess, like, after your helmet is taken off, you can't advance with the ball, and he he sure did. And so they gave this man a personal foul for this stuff. Did he get the touchdown? No, they gave him a personal foul. <laughs> I think they gave him a personal foul. Yeah, that for, is kind of dumb. So, I don't know, like... I don't know, but he, that is just, to me, that's the iciest round of the year. Good for you, homie. Um, let's see what happens this time around. And uh, Gators, bound chicken, wow, wow. Who else went to Florida State? Dalvin Cook. Or, yeah, I guess he went to Florida we just State. Watched, we just watched the Damian Pierce touchdown where the helmet came off. Yeah, I don't know, man. And that I'm, shit wasn't even a touchdown. It didn't count. Well, he went back and got a touchdown. Did you not see the end of the video? Oh, it's kind of beasty. Yeah, bro. And then, like, after his fall, they still got my man's his tutty. My man's icy, bro. This man is a touchdown machine. I would say Arian Foster vibes, not a bad, uh, you know, not a bad comparison. If you're on if you're on YouTube, look up Florida Gators, Damian Pierce, number 27. It's a video by user OJ Will. It has, like, 2,500 views. It's, like, a minute long. It's, it's neat. Yeah, it's a, it's a great video. Um, but man, I just think he definitely could be, uh, someone that you could take and like, honestly, man, I don't even know if you could, if you have to draft a guy, you could possibly be a sleeper on this cat. In fantasy? Yeah. In fantasy. Yeah. I could see this guy like fall into like a fifth or sixth round, Mm -hmm. possibly, you know, depending on where his measurables are, because you know how uh, running backs are in the NFL. A yeah. lot of people don't go off of the measurables. No. They go by how they're going to fit in schemes. And I yeah. do think that this guy is a great scheme fit wherever he goes. I just think the draft this year is just so saturated. There's a lot of good, like, non-quarterbacks this yeah. year in the draft. Yeah, if you're anything but a Utility quarterback, you're, you're great. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, man. So I think, I think Dan Pierce, number uh, twenty-seven for the Gators, definitely uh, could be a sleeper that we see. Uh, maybe not like really, really hit this year in the NFL, but you know, like hey, once there's a bunch of injuries and once this person does get charged, uh, like you know, like the two were the one back. I definitely think that this guy uh, is someone you need to have on your uh, lineup. I, I think he has a lot of boom uh, potential for sure. Honestly, I and riddle me this, I guess. Off of rookie draft prospects, off of college players, talking about current players now in the NFL, I know we had a lot of... A, I don't know if I want to call them anomalies. Jamar Chase coming in and doing as well as he did was insane. Yeah, man. It's 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 honestly it's poetry. Yeah. Because when you see the success that they had at uh, LSU and then the way that they just brought it back together, it's really just poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I'm so happy that he is as successful as he is. Um, to me that is. Amazing. I mean, I think that's only going to lead to more success in the future, uh, especially with him having uh, T. Higgins, who kind of blew up this year a little more, too. You know, like, we don't talk about how T. Higgins had over a 1,000 yards this year, uh, but he did. So, you know, like, get used to that name being out there a little more. If you don't have T. Higgins like I do, uh, I do have T. Higgins. Uh, you should go try to get him, for sure. I think he's a dynamic uh, wide receiver that's going to be – popping off this next year as well uh look at those two being just a dynamic duo for years to come and you know who else what's up dog feed me with it cooper cup what do you want to know about cooper cup (sighs) questions here are you taking cooper cup as the first receiver off the board next year not a chance you're going to call me stupid. You're going to call me an idiot. You're going to say, Dugo, he just had the season of the year. Well, one thing that people don't realize is that uh, uh, they just added OBJ, who is probably going to be coming back, I'm assuming. I mean, like that's kind of just the vibe that I got from it, at least, was that they're trading for this person to bring for the future. And so if you have the three wide receivers that they have just starting – you have Cooper Cup. You got Robert Woods, who's going to be coming back probably midseason next year. And you have OBJ. And then you got Van Jefferson. And, the and list, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. You got uh, Shawnee Michelle. They might dr- Shit, dude. Yeah, damn. And, like, they'll probably draft a tight end this year, I'm assuming. I mean, like, they do have. They got um, Higby. Yeah, they got Tyler Higby. And they have about no one else other than that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, their third-round uh, tight end was, or the third-string tight end was doing pretty good during uh, the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. though. Like, he, I think he got a tutty. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, he got a couple catches at least, so good for him. Yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, good job. My boy. So, so, you aren't taking Cooper Cup first, even though he led the league in yards, touchdowns, and catches? Yeah. I, I, I know that sounds a little stupid. Um... But I, I don't think see, I would and take that's him. that's and that's a conversation I don't think enough people are having yet. But after the year he's had, I mean, you have to take him in the first round now. Usually, yeah. we're used to being able to get Cooper Cup in like the third round, fourth round, maybe second round. But having to spend that high end draft capital on him now is going to feel different. Yeah, I mean, I could spend like a first on him, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I can't take him. I don't think first overall or even first wide receiver off the board. See, and that's my that's another thing like. With Matt Stafford now and, you know, the quarterback for the Rams, it's yep. no more Jared Goff. I mean, you like the fact that they have that established relationship. That's, like, his guy. Like, that's who he's going to go to. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm also a little worried about what happens with OBJ. If he resigns, Cam Akers is going to come back, and he's going to be the best running game they've had, yeah. you know, in the last two years. Yeah, man. It's a, it's crazy how explosive Cam is looking this year, man. He, he looks is, good. Or, it, yeah. it looks like he honestly didn't lose a stop. Like, he came back here and he isn't looking hesitant, which, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are doing, which hurts them, um, is they come back and they're just hesitant, which honestly leads to more injuries. 
One thing that I always learned in football is if you're not going 100% and you're kind of lollygagging or you're not yeah. playing to that full speed, you kind of get Fair hurt enough. a little more. Fair so enough. I don't think he's doing that. I think he's playing healthy. I think he's playing quick. I think he's playing fast. And I think he's playing aggressive, which is great for the Rams. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I think Cam Akers' stock has never been higher going into this next draft. Interesting. You think Cam is going to go first round? Potentially, and a, man. And I a 12 mean, team? Yeah, I could see him going first round, and, uh, well, I don't know uh, Daryl Henderson's contract, and I don't know Sonny Michelle's contract. Okay. So, depending on where those are, um, I, I could definitely see him uh, going in the first, though, just because of how effective they've just been looking with him. I mean, when he's on the field, he's getting yards. Like, he's getting stuffed sometimes, you know, but obviously mm-hmm. uh, in this last game they didn't have uh, their uh, Anthony Whitworth, I think. is Yeah, name? but is Whitworth so, going to be there next year? I don't think he's going to be there next year, but I think that they could also spend that ca- – that, uh, what what pick do they have? Like, Probably the third, like third round? round. <laughs> yeah, like if they spend that third yep. round on a yep. left tackle and yep. they just make a complete boom, <laughs> hey, man, I, I think they could probably, you know, just uh, – you know, strap them in there and keep going. To the moon. Yeah, man. And I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, they're going to have to make something work with Cap. And they're going to have to... Yeah. Pro- they'll probably sign, like, the... Man, that's... They'll probably sign the best left tackle out there this year, though, honestly. I got a question. What's up? So, I think that by saying that you wouldn't take Cooper Cup first... As the first receiver off the mm-hmm. board, you kind of think his season somewhat of an anomaly. Well... And obviously it is, but I'm saying that you don't think that he can replicate that. Like I don't, he can't do it again. I don't think he's going to have exactly the same year that he had this year. I think it's going to be a little lesser. And what's a little lesser? Because I think that matters too. Um, like I think... Not extensive. Like I would probably take this guy at like a two or a three wide receiver. I just... Me personally, I just... I. I see him probably as like a two or a three and this year or off the board at least two or a three wide receiver. Okay. Um, just I don't know, man. Like I just I don't love that crowded wide receiver. Yeah, personally. Robert Woods comes back. Yeah, man. Dude, he had a hundred and forty five catches this year. Yes, sir. He had just a hair under two K. Like he is a machine. He has don't, sixteen touchdowns. Don't he get, had a touchdown every week. Yeah, dude, don't get me wrong. Like he's he's a great target. Like if you looked at what Field Yates said, he's gonna draft this guy as his first uh, wide fuck. receiver, and he's gonna start him every week, even if it's his oh, bye. Dude, he's gonna he's gonna start him on his lineup so, on his bye just be, out of respect, and I'm, I respect that. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, once we get to next year and you see those numbers are down just a smidge. I mean, even down a smidge is great. I mean, he's going to have an outstanding season, I bet. But I just think that there's going to be other players that you could pick up who, uh, you know, maybe do a little better because their wide receiver room isn't as crowded. That's fair enough. So I have a question then. If you have Cooper Cup in a Dynasty League, yeah, do you have to sell him this offseason? No. No, no, I don't think there's going to be a huge fall-off or anything like that. I mean, he's still, what, he's like 28, 29? He's going to be 29 next season. Yeah, so I don't think he's really that much at the tail end of his, his career. I think he's taking care of his body. He hasn't taken any, like, outstanding hits, I don't think. So if, I think I think his stock can only go up and up. I just don't think that that production is going to be the same. So his stock will... So I disagree. Stock as far as his him getting his money, I think he's gonna continue oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting paid. I'm sorry, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I think he's still gonna be a viable wide receiver option for years to come. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I'm not taking him as the number one. Yeah, like fair. I'm not trying to slander this guy's name at all. I don't think he's like I. I like the guy. I feel you. I like the stock. I'd buy him. I just. If you're, like, at the bottom of the board or, like, towards the top, like, you're picking one, two, or three, like, I don't think it's a bad option to take this guy. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, personally, I just have a feeling that this isn't going to happen to the extent it did this year. Mm -hmm. You want to know? So, the two, I guess, surprises of the last year with receivers were Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. Yeah. 
Yeah, out, outstanding years by both of them. No doubt. Like, Cooper Cup was far and away the best receiver in the league um, in terms of everyone. And then Jamar Chase was kind of the new uh, rookie who just came in and dominated. I'm looking at the stats now, and Jamar Chase had only 81 receptions, which is still really good for a rookie. Mm-hmm. But he had 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns in his rookie season against... It's his first year against NFL DBs, basically. Yeah. First yeah. year against NFL DBs, and if you guys remember the beginning of the year, they were saying that he couldn't catch a ball. Guy couldn't catch the ball. That's like, insane. I don't know, man. Like, I'm happy for the guy. Like, I'm happy that he's able to get his demons out of the way, whatever it was in the beginning of the year. I think they, I think the media misconstrued a lot of what he said too. Probably. Um. So I don't want to put that on him. Oh, man. But just... he had an incredible season, and when I watched Mar Chase play, he can beat any DB. Mm-hmm. Like coming against Jalen Ramsey is going to be a really good, you know, game to watch, especially with everything on the line. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's honestly like a little side show towards the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's watching those two go at it for how many quarters. I mean, I don't think he's going to be shadowed on him. That's typically not what the Rams do. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, just look for Jalen Ramsey just to close down one side of the field. But I, I think Jalen or <clears throat> I think Jamar is definitely going to get at least one touchdown this game. Don't get me wrong. Super Bowl, yeah. I can see that. I mean, yeah, he's bound for 100 yards damn near every game with a tutty. Yeah. What do you, I guess, what are your thoughts on, like, like, Von Miller being back in the Super Bowl, dude? Like, that's kind of huge. Good shit. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think, like, that presence t- for the Rams is going to, like, take? Because... Well, like, they, were oh, in the, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, man. And, like, the crazy thing about all this is, is, like, we have probably the best defensive line in the league going against... Like, a top 20 offensive line. Yeah. Like, I think that's just going to be such a sure. overwhelming matchup. Um, I think I think they're going to I gonna think be... the Bengals are just going to run the ball a lot. I mean, you could definitely do that. And then if you surprise them with the over-the-top passes and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, you know, like, if you just hit them on slants off of... No, I mean... You know, like, quick play actions or something. I don't know. Obviously, the Bengals are going to make it work. Uh... I think that if you're the Bengals, like, and you know that you're playing Aaron Donald, you just run out, you hit him in the mouth, you run the ball, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, you kind of wear down their defense, mm-hmm. get them tired out for the end of the game. For sure. And then you kind of just hope that your offense can peak at the right time and, you know, bring you home, so. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what Jamar Chase does next year. I don't think I'm taking Cooper Cup as the first receiver off the board either. Thanks. I. I feel you like he had 1,900 yards this year, 16 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He had 145 catches. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But I think that I would probably draft Jamar Chase over Cooper Cup next year. That's fair. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, are you talking in redraft or? In redraft. Obviously, yeah. What, what am I talking about? For sure. Are yeah. either of those two going to be available? <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, obviously, redraft, I would probably take Jamar. I, I would say so, yeah. Give me Jamar's value. What do you mean? like? Where because does... I, I don't think that he's going to... Like, he's going to be a hot prospect. He's going to be somebody that everybody tries to get on their team. Yeah. But you don't have to spend the fourth pick overall to get him. Jamar? Yeah. I could, I could see him sneaking down there. I could see that. Personally, I mean, where did you see, like, Devontae going well, this year? I'd assume Devontae would probably be ahead of him. Tyreek would probably be you know, ahead of him. Don't get me wrong, but I think Jamar takes Tyreek's spot this year as like the number two wide receiver off the board. Yeah, he could. He definitely could. I don't know. Or like he could be three too. I bet. I don't know. Like depending on where Tay goes, if he stays with Pack, I bet Tay goes in the one. Jamar Chase is going to be the most interesting prospect going into next year. Yeah, I would probably my top three wide receivers off the board right now. I would probably say Tay, Cooper Cup, and then I'd throw uh, Jamar Chase in there. Okay. Um, but quick, I want to just throw you a couple of questions. Hopefully, you can kind of dabble at them quick. Um, can you kind of tell me where uh Devin Singletary ranks next year among fantasy? Uh, running backs, can you kind of show me what his outlook's Ooh. looking like for redraft? And then if you could, uh, I mean, let's say no. let's say some leagues have him in uh, free agencies. He's someone worth adding. Uh, where do you see his outlook? 
Devin Singletary is probably one of the most. God damn. I got some good ones today. Devin Singletary, it's funny because every fantasy player knows his name. And I feel like everybody in fantasy kind of makes fun of him. Yeah, kind of, man. Like, like people call him like Dingleberry and shit. Yeah. That's a crazy, that's a nasty nickname. But I feel like he gets underrated just because he didn't come out of the gate as, you know, a top 10 running back. So um, people kind of discredit him because it kind of took him some time to come alive. But Where did he rank this year? Do you know? I believe he was top 20, um, if I'm looking at it. And just for a heads up, if you guys don't use Sleeper, you should. It's a really great platform. Um, Sleeper is a fantasy football app. You can play other fantasy sports there. Um, but they have an amazing format. It's really easy to navigate. It's customizable if you play in Dynasty Leagues. And um, Didn't they just add like prop betting and whatnot to it they as did. well? Yeah, so if you want to gamble, you can go there too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So a pretty cool platform. Um, but in terms of where I would draft him next year if I'm in redraft, mm-hmm. I would consider taking Devin Singletary in the fourth round if I could get him there. Fourth round, wow. Fourth or end of the third round. I Personally, I think that's kind of a stretch. And let me tell you why. Um, with my experience so last year in our redraft, I had the first overall pick. Yeah. Um, my first two picks out of the gate, were uh, CMC, RIP, and after that, it was uh, DeAndre Swift. So mm-hmm. I'm all for taking two running backs right away. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Devin Singletary necessarily has that upside to be a, a four or five or a three or a four or mm-hmm. a five, honestly. I don't know. So the like, reason – or go ahead. Yeah, I think I, – I just – with that being said – um, with DeAndre Swift being valued at just over a second and a third, I personally just think that when you look at Devin Singletary's upside in redraft, I think you got to look at him at like a sixth or a seven. Personally, I don't know. Like if you That'd look at steal. like if you look at both of their productions, though, like DeAndre Swift while out outperformed him last year, mm-hmm. um, and he also had uh. Um, a handcuff to him. Devin Singletary, he has a handcuff, and it seems like every other game, Moss is outscoring him. I don't know. Is that a hot take? That's not true. You don't think that's true? I don't think so. I, it always seemed like Moss was always outscoring him. Moss really was kind of just there. Like, he would take the goal line touches, which really affected Devin Singletary's output. See, and that's my biggest thing is I'm all about the vulture culture, baby. Sick. And if you're not getting touchdowns yeah, for see. me, you can't you can't go out there and get, like, six rushes and two touchdowns. You are a big Zach Moss fan. Like, I'm sorry, bro, but, like, if you can't produce those exact numbers for me and give me, like, four yards with those, I don't want you on my team. Zach Moss is, like... <laughs> A young Latavius Murray. That's disgusting. Dude, I, I'm i not going to lie. Like, I'm not a huge Latavius Murray fan. But he, kinda, yeah. one thing that I do like about him, guys. He's effective, right. but it's like it's not consistent. Dude, and that's all about the vulture culture. You got to just be effective. Effective in the goal line. Effective in those short yard situations. You get your name added to the roster because of that reason. You should make that a t-shirt. I could, man. I um, if you are a graphic designer out there, you want some, uh, you know, if you want to make a little chain on that, um, I could definitely cut you a deal, design something vulture culture, something with Dugo in it. I will, uh, I'll, I'll try to compensate you somehow. Hit Dugo on his, on his socials. Yeah. My socials will be posted below yeah, yeah. or just hit up the gumbo. Dude. Oops. Wait, but Devin Singletary, he's entering a contract year next year. Yeah, man, and that doesn't necessarily always bold well for these players. Like, especially when when did no, they I, when I, did they draft Zach Moss? They just drafted him last year, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Um, so what if they already have plans for him to be their next back, and they're just like, oh, this Devin Singletary guy is getting well, a third of I the mean, touches he did last year. You're paying him regardless, so you might as well run him. You would run him hard then. In his last year with the team, yeah. I, I mean, it depends. I mean, if, I would assume, like, I mean, you might as well. You like, definitely could, but like, one thing that they could do is they switch their parts. Like, what mm-hmm. if they make Zach Moss the featured back this year, and they have Devin Singletary yeah, as a handcuff? That's fair. Um, you know, unfortunately, or one thing that I think is kind of dope, dope, um, is 
we will be able to kind of see where these cats are landing um, as far as, um, you know, training camps. Uh, you know, like we'll, we'll get some intel before redraft uh, to know who, who we think is going to be featured back. I just, I kind of have a feeling it's going to be Zach Moss. Sick. I can see that. I don't know, man. I uh, think, I see, and I feel a little bit differently. I, well, I'll get off of Devin Singletary in a second, but I really like the fact that he started to find himself within that offense towards the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty prominent in, you know, like those last few games before the postseason run. Yeah. And he also had, you know, a little streak in which he was getting touchdowns. So he was getting those goal line touches and his fancy value kind of finally went where it should go. So are, so when is he going to produce in fantasy time, though? I mean, last year he was the 20th, you know, ranked running back yeah. overall. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, obviously that you, you, you got to have him on your team at it's, that point. This is not bad, but check it out. Like, if you look at his season, his season really picked up in week 14. In week 14, Devin Singletary got an 82% snap share. The week after, he got a 93. The week after, he had about a 70. The week after, he had about an 80. So he really started to get more involved into the offense. He would sporadically have like a 70% snap share game like in week 9 against the Jaguars or 70% against the Saints in week 12. But for the most part, he wasn't on the field too more than half the game. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just think, personally, if I have Devin Singletary on my team at all, he's going to be either chilling in my flex or he's going to be on my bench waiting for one of my guys to have their bye week. If you get Devin Singletary in your flex next year, I think you are going to be served pretty pretty well. And honestly, I don't even know if I feel comfortable with him in my flex next year. Like I said, I think Zach Moss is going to be that featured back. I yeah. Um, wait for that to be confirmed by, uh, you know, anyone. Just, uh, I bet Josh Allen's probably going to announce it and, at training camp. They're going to be saying, fuck Devin Singletary, this guy's I, but really, this Zach Moss guy is where it's at. Damn. I don't know. Let me ask you another question quick. Uh, you know, another couple, okay. you know, we like the sleepers yeah. around here. What you got for sleepers? What do you think about Cedric Wilson and Miko Harmon? Uh, who would you rather have on your dynasty team, and can you kind of project their uh, outlooks for this upcoming season? All right. Or actually, don't do that because I think both of them are on contract years. So let's wait for that stuff to kind of fizzle out. So you, who would you rather have on uh, your team? That's hard, and that's a really good comparison too. So Cedric Wilson is uh, probably going to be the wide receiver three on the Cowboys next year. Um, he kind of stepped in when Michael Gallup went down. Mm-hmm. Um, he's number one on, he wears the jersey number one on the Cowboys. And Miko Hardman is the de facto wide receiver too on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, they both kind of play that supporting cast role. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are going to be primary options. To be honest, I don't know what the target share is going to look like mm-hmm. for either of them. So... My answer would lie within whoever is just getting on the field more often. That's fair. I've noticed the Chiefs kind of started to phase Miko Hardman in and out. It definitely seemed like that, yeah. yeah. Especially, like, in this postseason. Yep. I think he had, like, three or four touchdowns in the... He had a good run in the postseason. Yeah, though. like, he... he and was... that's, the time to, that's the time to do it, though, if you want to prove something to your team and a coach. Yeah, for sure. Especially, like you said, if they are going... Or, like, if they are going on contract years and stuff, that's going to lead into yeah. negotiations. Yeah. They're going to be able to find the right fit for them. So, I'm excited for that stuff. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I would probably... Give me give me Cedric Wilson. I would say so. Give me Cedric so. Wilson. I would say so as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Depends on where Miko lands. I mean, is it, can you look that up for me? Like, is is like is he still going to be on the Chiefs next year? Or is he going to... or like? Is... I think so. He was drafted in 2018. But in which round? Because I think it depends on if it's a three or a four year deal. Miko, I think Miko is actually like a second or a third. Okay. Um. Let's let's assume that he is going into contract negotiations this year. Then. Mm-hmm. Um. I think he probably. I think. Uh, I think Miko Harmon definitely. Um. Could be ahead of Cedric Wilson, honestly. We think so? I think so. Depending on where he lands this offseason. I mean, if he's still on the Chiefs, dude, and we keep seeing this production that we saw in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. To me, that's my wide receiver, too. 
I mean, if he keeps doing that type of stuff. Yeah, that offense, all the opportunity in the world, and both those guys and Tyreek Hill and Travis are getting older. Yeah, man, I just I see a lot of potential with that, especially in Dynasty, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he is still young. I mean, yeah. I mean, just, I think Trav's one of the best tight ends I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He might have another year or two in him. I think he has a little bit more than that. More than two years? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, personally. I don't know, man. I think tight ends are staying longer and longer. I yeah, mean, a lot true. of people are staying longer and longer. They just aren't taking the hits or taking care of their bodies. Um, You can't tell me that the best tight end in the league isn't taking care of his body. No doubt. So, I don't know. Depending on where his will to play is. I mean, I know that him and his brother both really didn't come from much. So, I think that both of them are going to want to make as much money as they can. Um, I don't think that. I, I personally do think that. I think I saw, like, a like a little special on it where, like, both these guys, like, Jason, Kelly, and Travis, like, both of them weren't, like, in great situations. And, yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think, yeah, that's the case for a lot of people, but I don't think Kelsey's in for the money anymore. Like, he has enough in endorsements and a lot of other kind of well, stuff. Well, shoot, dude, but, I mean, like, if you can continue to make and generate generational For wealth, sure, yeah, I mean. And if your body can take and if you have the will to, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like, yeah. if, he, if he's out of it mentally, I don't think he needs to play and he won't play. Yeah. But I'm saying if he has the will to, he's going to go out there and he's going to make a bunch for of sure. money still. I and he loves the game, too. Yeah. He got drafted in 2013. Yeah, so that's he's thirty two. That's nine years. Yeah, okay, thirty two. So you think he's gonna be three or four years probably? I don't, dude. You look at Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis, obviously a different type of uh, tight end, but I mean. Yeah, Greg Olson and Jimmy Graham make a case too. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I wouldn't knock it out myself. I personally think this guy could do it. Man. Give him four more years. Four more years. That's crazy. Personally, I don't know why not. Yeah. True. Um. But I guess between Cedric Wilson and Miko Hartman, give me Cedric Wilson. You think so? Can you? I I want you to dive into that, man. I don't know. Like, is you are you just That's excited okay. with his like with well, him? Well, the thing or? the thing about Cedric Wilson is that I can rely on Dak Prescott to spread the ball around, and they're gonna throw about forty times a game. That's just the Cowboys. That's what they do every game. Yeah. So I get a receiver who's also a part of an explosive offense, but I think Cedric Wilson just has would have a better snap share. If uh, Michael Gallup ends up leaving and he has to fill that role, that's true. So he has potential at you know seeing some seeing some targets and things like that. So yeah, he'll probably see like ten a game or something. I think he could see more targets over the course of the year next year than Miko, which is kind of where I don't. I, I, if he's if Miko's on the Chiefs, I think Miko's probably going to see around like fifteen or so targets a game. <laughs> Fuck no. You don't think 15 so? 15 targets. Bro, he's never gotten 15 targets a game. All right. Well, like, what if he like gets, like, 15 targets sometimes? Like, in a game? Yeah. Like, what if he gets some of those numbers? I mean, like, obviously, like, I'm kind of tripping by saying that I think Cedric could average 10. Like, I don't think that could happen as a number three. Like, he'll probably average, like, five targets a game. Bro. Like, if... if yeah. Like, Miko, if he's going to be the two on the Chiefs, though, and, like, if they want to try to design stuff around him to kind of so take tension s- off of Tyreek and off of Travis, and they do want to go with this guy who has started to prove himself as a number two, I just don't see why not. Like, Dude, why, me- wouldn't, why, why wouldn't you throw this Bro, guy Miko has game? Miko does have crazy potential. Yeah, and he's crazy fast. He's 23. He's so he's twenty three in his third year. Yeah, he's so young, and he's gonna grow within that offense too. Like he's kind of, I think he's kind of getting the. If he stays, if he stays, yeah, he's getting to grow up in the offense. Yeah, which I think really says a lot, and you know I think he's a good fit for that team. He fits what they want to do. Yeah, man, I just if he if he averages like five catches and seventy yards a game as your number two, you can't be mad about that do you think Miko hardman's gonna have like the Devonte adams career no. like type like where he just pops off no i don't know if he'll ever completely like pop off pop off i don't know dude. i don't think he's gonna have like a sammy watkins career either um where like he pops off for one season and just is i just feel like existent if he just locked in for a season and if he just started getting more like a couple more targets or catching a couple more couple more passes i think that 
just with his ability, like, he's so fucking fast, bro. Like, he's the second yeah. or third fastest person in the league, if not the fastest. That's fair. I mean, the only thing that takes me away from him not being like Devontae or being as dynamic as Devontae, I mean, obviously you can make the case for Tyreek, but I think Tyreek has, obviously, that crazy speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Miko has exactly that same speed that Tyreek has. Um, But Devontae... He made his money by being more of like a shiftier route runner, physical receiver, I would say. Yeah. Um, Tyreek, he made it by just running past everyone. I don't think Miko can run past just everyone. and I don't I think, think he, he can. Well, I think if you throw it past everyone. Uh, and, I just don't think he has the hands. Well, I don't think he has the hands. And I think if you start to crowd over, like if you have like a safety over top that you just don't let over top balls go over you. I think then, you know, that takes a case of you're taking away Miko Harmon. I mean, if you keep throwing in the flats and stuff like that, like, he might break one. But, like, typically you're going to have linebackers, you're going to have safeties, you're going to have you're gonna have help. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know, man. And especially if you don't think he's going to see the target share that uh, Devontae has. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't see him being a one. I don't see him being that dynamic. All right, and then... I guess we could just move on to the to the last person I want to talk about for the day. Um, I know there's been a lot going on in the news with Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara got in trouble at a Vegas. I don't know. I don't know if it was a nightclub. It was a hotel. It was somewhere with an elevator. Yeah. Somewhere with an elevator. Um, you know, some shit went down. They got into a fight. Some guy got beat up pretty badly. Um, he has a fractured eye socket essentially, and he's going to be looking at more than likely a suspension. Um, I don't know much about it. It's still pretty early in the case. Obviously, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and guess that violating the personal, uh, the player's uh, conduct policy during an NFL trip. Because I think the NFL pays for the Pro Bowl and they pay for their accommodations and shit. Oh, most likely. Yeah, if they're attending it, I'm assuming they're paying for all that it's stuff. It's all taken care of. Yeah, yeah. they aren't going to have the players doing that. So that technically happened at a work event. Um, I think the standard is six games, but I think just to prove a point, especially with the NFL having the Super Bowl out in Vegas in a couple of years, they are probably going to stick them with a harsher suspension just to prove a point. Don't let, it, don't let a video come out at that. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Then you got public pressure, too. Right, man. Yeah, it's kind of a tricky situation, uh, which obviously there's a lot going on with the Saints right now. They just got a new head coach. Yeah. Um, They are up in, in the air with their uh, quarterback, and now their number one target and number one weapon in their offense is mm-hmm. now most likely probably going to be suspended for, I'm assuming, six weeks Probably or so. half the season. Yeah. Kamara's so, going to miss half the season. Yeah, so I guess my biggest question for you, Jahaya. With that downtime that uh, Kamara is going to be seeing, who should people be turning to uh, having their fancy lineups to, uh, you know, supplement some of that lost points that they have with their Kamara owners? Tony Jones. Tony Jones. And if you who, yeah, if tell you me can, who that is because I so, don't really know who this guy was until the, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so the Saints have two backs. I think um, you know they have Mark Ingram there and they have Tony Jones. So Mark Ingram, that's actually a pretty close. That's a lot closer than I think. I think Mark Ingram actually could end up starting a lot of the games, depending on what the new scheme is going to be with the coach. That's fair. Is yeah. Dennis Allen the new coach uh, for the Saints? Yeah, yeah. Dennis Allen got uh, the promotion there. So congratulations, Dennis yeah. Allen, if you're listening. Congratulations, sir. For sure. Um. Yeah, man, I don't know. I see, I see uh, Tony Jones as a viable option. I mean, we were watching tape on him earlier, and it was against the Packers from week one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that was just yeah. a blunder of a game in general, but I mean, he had 50 yards Yep. in rushing. Uh, so, and I think he had like a catch for like three or something. So, you know, yeah. um, I don't know. I can see him being a viable option. You know, you give him a year to mature. My biggest question though, why, why didn't he touch the ball the rest of the year? Like, it seems like he had that one fifty yard game against the Packers, which was probably just garbage time. You Are you know? talking about Tony Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Jones Jr. Yep. Well, I think... He had a really good preseason. There was a game against the Ravens in the preseason where my man had like 80 or 90 yards. Oh, dude. And he absolutely trucked a guy too, blocking. Yeah, he he had five catches that same game. Like, he was an all-around back. Yeah. But the thing with 
I mean, he's being compared to Alvin Kamara every day, so that doesn't help his case. But at the same time, too, I think I don't I don't know if he's great in pass protection. Every time I watch him in pass protection, it looks like he's getting pancaked. He's doing something, dude. He's he's always doing the most, and sometimes it kind of looks like it's hurting him. Yeah. Because it looks like he's either like getting himself out of the play. Yeah. Or it looks like he makes like the most terrific block in the world. Yeah. Like there really is like no like in between for the guy. So if he could find a little consistency, but uh, pass blocking, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know. He, there's probably a lot of things that he could work on. There's a lot of things everyone could work on. No but doubt. Let's not be. You yeah. Know, no doubt. But I think the thing is at the current moment. If you have Mark Ingram in that backfield, you're probably going to lean on the veteran. Especially if you have a new quarterback and you're trying to integrate a new scheme and a new system. Mm-hmm. And who knows if you have Michael Thomas back next year. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I mean, they're, what, 71 mil over the cap if they could lose that Something. contract. And, I mean, like, if they could just... They're going to have a very price-conscious running back back there with Tony Jones. That makes sense, honestly. Like, you have a year in the system that he's probably going to carry over with Dennis Allen. Or you draft someone. Or you could draft someone, yes. But you could also utilize that talent towards other people you need to trade away to make yourself under the cap. Exactly. So, that's where I kind of see the uh, Saints going to this season is more trading people away, lessening the cap, getting a lot of that uh, lead trade value. Which, I mean, then they definitely could trade or uh, they could draft a running back, which, yes, is a very possible thing. Do but, you want... I mean, you, you, you'll have someone in there that's been there for a year, at least, that knows the system. So, I don't know. That, that has to say something. Do you want any Saints players on your fantasy team next year? <sighs> no, I didn't want any on my team this year. Fair. Like, I, I, I truthfully didn't. Like, I wanted that stuff. I want you. I, I, I wanted nothing to do with that stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. Fair enough. I think Tony Jones is, if you have him on your team, you keep him around. Um, you definitely wait to see what happens in training camp. See if he can make strides and potentially, you know, walk into a starting role. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, the year. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see a situation where you drop the kid. If no. You, if you still have him on your roster today, mm-hmm. I, I don't see you dropping him right now. I think his no. stock is going to be rising here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, he had a great uh, preseason last year. Uh, he had an extremely good game against the Packers, like I said, 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, doing that as a rookie, first week out there, obviously Packers didn't play up to snuff at all. But mm-hmm. yeah. nonetheless, you're getting uh, you're getting NFL reps, and that's all you can ask for. So I see, uh, I could see him kind of popping off. Fair enough. Uh, would you want him as an RB1, RB2, flex, or a bench player? Um, so right now, if you have him on your bench, um, that's probably the place for him. Yeah. Just, you know, chill with him there, you know, evaluate where he is in this preseason, where he's at in training Fair camp. Enough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, like if, if he's looking hot out there, like if it looks like Dennis Allen's going to name him the number one back, mm-hmm. obviously you should start him. Yeah. Like if you have a starting running back and you're not starting him in your league, you're, you're, you're stupid or you're unbelievably <laughs> blessed with the, with the talent that you have on your roster because you obviously have a lot more depth than a lot of other people. So, that's fair enough. I don't know. That's my one, uh, that's my one take stupid. on that. <laughs> Tony Jones. Crazy. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, let us know what you think in the comments below. Obviously, depending on the platform. Feel free to like, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, my name is Ja. Let's Yo, I'm Dugo as always. Let's get it. Happy fishing. Let me roll my drugs. Let me do my thing. Let me feel that buzz. Let me get my hug. What's your name?